welcome to the Truth 316 Podcast, the place that we honor that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Our prayer is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. take a look at God's uncompromising word as it relates to the body and soul and what that means for us in this life and in the life to come. Hey, this is Thad. Welcome back to Truth 316 and we are continuing our examination of the Bible's divine origin. Last time we have uh, been speaking on God's uncompromising word, and it is based on his word that we are gathering our information for what he states is truth in all of life. So we had talked previously about the Bible having a divine origin, that is that the origin comes from God, that God delivers his message through prophets in the Old Testament, and then in the New Testament through Jesus Christ and his apostles of whom he sent, and that our scriptures are just the writings of God that were set apart for a particular purpose, that is to convey his message to his people. So uh, we have that God is eternal. Uh, that means that he pre-existed before all things, that God is the creator of heavenly and earthly beings, and now we're going to kind of transition here in regard to mankind as being the only earthly being that is stamped with God's image and is given the responsibility of having dominion over the earth, okay? So this is what's different between man and the rest of the animal kingdom or the rest of God's creation here on earth. So we'll we'll dig deeper into the being of God in our next episode, but first let's look at mankind. So when he created Adam, he breathed into him and made him a living spirit. So only mankind has a soul. The person that is the being of man is housed in that person's body. When the body dies, the person or the person's soul departs and goes into eternity. So let's examine this in a few scriptures just so we uh, can have a better idea of what this looks like from the scriptures. So um, here to begin with is an example where the Bible speaks of a person's soul. And this is talking about Jacob. So all the way back from Genesis and his wife, Rebecca, she was having trouble and is in dire straits here going to die when she gives birth to Benjamin. And this is how it states it. It says, now when it came to pass... This is uh, Genesis 35, by the way, in verses 17 and 9 through 19. It says, Now when it came to pass, Rebekah was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son as well. And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she was dying, that she called his name Benoi. But his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried. So the purpose of this uh, scripture here is to show that when Rachel's body died, her soul departed. So the word soul and the spirit of man are generally used interchangeably. The word um, that we um, 
look at sometimes as the heart of man um, or the heart of a person, that describes the person's passions, if you will, where the soul or the spirit is of one's being. Uh, So we're commanded, for example, um, by God to love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our strength. All of our heart being all of our passions, all of our soul, that's with our being, our true being, and all of our strength being the effort that we put in to loving God. He loves us first, um, and we respond in love on him. So our our belief system uh, shows forth fruit in our actions, and that's what it means by our strength. Um, but anyway, just showing the separation between the, the person and his soul, the body and the soul here. Now, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, right? That is eternity in his presence. So true faith in Jesus um, is going to be shown mandatory here, um, particularly in our next verses. Um, uh Here we have in the New Testament again with Matthew chapter 10 in verse 28. Here Jesus says, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay, so here, um, even though we were talking about the separation um, in death of the soul from the body, and here it says both destroy the soul and body in hell, um, the body here is looking forward to the future uh, resurrection, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but again, it says, don't fear those who can kill the body, but not kill the soul. So here's the separation point. So let's take a look um, in another place here uh, in Matthew chapter 11, just a, a chapter later. Uh, we've probably all heard, the, heard these words uh, being read from Jesus before where it says, uh, uh, and this is Jesus speaking to all of mankind. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Okay, rest for your soul. This is the deep peace that we have within our spirit that is independent from the struggles of this life. So Jesus will clarify this uh, later on when he says, in this world, and this is for the believers, in this world, you will have trouble. So the promise is that in this world, in our life here, in this physical presence on on earth, we will have trouble. We will have tribulation, right? But what's his next, next few words here? It says, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So how do we be of good cheer if the promise is that in this life we're going to be um, persecuted or have tribulation, have these struggles, because there's a separation between the soul, which is the person, and the life that we have eternal through the soul by the saving grace of God compared to the body of this lifetime that um, will decay and go into the ground. So again, just um, trying to, again, show the difference uh of the body and the soul. Sometimes when we think of our person, we think about, <laughs> you know, this ailing body that's that's growing old and this is who I am. But that's not really true at all. No, our, our soul is housed by this body, but our being is that soul itself. Um, Jesus uh, says later on, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 
So again, just uh, showing that this is not about uh, having earthly possessions, right? It's about a difference between our presence here in our bodies and the things that we go through different from our soul and what it eternally possesses in the person. So when Jesus stepped into humanity, he was truly human in that he had body and soul. So let's just take a look um, at John chapter 19. And it says, this is when Jesus is on the cross and he's uh, here in the last seconds of his, of his life before he dies. It says that when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Okay, so what happened? Jesus dies on the cross. He gives up his spirit. That means that the spirit of Christ left the body. And what happens to his body? The body goes into the grave, right? They take him down from the cross. They lay Jesus' body in the tomb. And then what happens three days later? He's resurrected, okay? So now let's make a distinguishing thing between um, Jesus' death and uh, mankind's death. Let's take a look at this in terms of body and soul. When man dies, the body goes into the grave and the soul departs either into the presence of God, that's heaven, or into torment. We call that hell, right? So I've just demonstrated here through these verses the separation of the soul and the body. So the body is what houses the soul. And there's so many promises from God about the blessings in this life. And there's confusion uh, in the church today because people are taking this to mean that the blessings are for this life, like, for example, health, wealth, and prosperity. And, you know, I have close people in my life who are going through various amounts of suffering. Um, some are physical needs, uh, some are in mental anguish, and then there's that combination of both because, you know, you are mentally drained as you're going through uh, these physical things and you you have worries about other uh, aspects of our lives or our children or our grandchildren. And But here's, here's where a clear understanding of the Bible will help us. Let's take a, a few different passages here, uh, beginning in the book of Acts, and, and see where this leads us. So let's take a first, our first look here um, at Acts 14, and the disciples are encouraging one another. And it says that they're being encouraged to continue in the faith and saying, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Well, what's being said here? It's through time here on earth that we're going to experience a lot of tribulation, a lot of persecution before we enter the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean that the tribulations are what are paying the ticket for the kingdom of God. It's just saying this is this is going to be our lives. It's going to it's going to be exposed to trials, to tribulations and persecutions. So the promise of health, wealth, and prosperity is not the message of the gospel. It is a spiritual message. It's a message for the soul. And what's the promise? As it says here, uh, many tribulations. Oh, great! We're thinking right. This is. This is not what I signed up for. This is uh, this is different than the expectations are often what I hear from other people when it's talking about being blessed of God. So so why are the passage why are the disciples here um, 
needing encouragement. Well, it depends on what happened here uh, before this. Paul, the lead apostle, was just stoned by the Jews and left for dead. He makes it, though. They pick him up, and they go on, and they continue to preach the gospel. And it's at this point, uh, they're saying, I, here's, here's what happens to us. Yeah, we, through many tribulations, must enter the kingdom of God. So are you seeing the clarification of what our true Christian blessings are as believers, as followers of Christ? Um, the blessings of our soul are irrespective of health or our possessions. Let's take a look at uh, uh, 2 Corinthians and see what Paul says here. It says, And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also will you partake of the consolation. So here the promise is, as, as believers, um, you're going to partake in sufferings. Um, in 2 Timothy, it says, uh, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Here's the promise to us. Um, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Wow. Okay, a lot different um, than than preaching a message saying, Hey, uh, hey, just put your faith in God and everything in this, uh, this life is going to be great. That's not at all uh, the, the message of the scriptures here. So let's read just a few more. Um, in Philippians, it says, For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. So we know that the grace of Christ is a gift to us. So that's eternal life in him is a gift. So what's it saying here? What's been granted to us? To believe in him. But what else has been granted to us? Also to suffer for his sake. Let me read that verse to you one more time. For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. This is the message of the New Testament, that in Jesus Christ, we will have suffering. So let's, leave, let's see what it says in First uh, Peter here. What is Peter saying? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. So, even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. Again, we see a separation point of what a lot of people consider the blessings of God. A lot of their posts on Facebook are saying, Hey, got a new car, feeling blessed, right? My, my kid just won the track meet, feeling blessed. And it's not that uh, physical items and financial things aren't, uh, gifts from God because they are, but the true blessing for the believer is different. It's the consolation of the soul. This is where our soul is understanding that we have eternal presence with God apart from the trials that we'll go through in this life. Okay, let's take a look at one more verse and uh, listen to the call of Jesus here. This is from Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then Jesus said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Okay, nobody seeking the things of this world are running to Jesus saying, Hey, yeah, sign me up. It sounds great. Hey, I'll follow you and I'm going to take up my cross. 
The understanding of this message is that if we're going to follow Jesus Christ, we have to take up our cross. What does that mean? That we have to be willing to die. That's the big message here. If anyone desires to come after me, Jesus says, deny yourself and take up your cross. How often? Daily. So it's a spiritual message. The promised blessings are for the soul. So uh, as I said earlier, uh, I know several people who are going through trials and tribulations of this life. You know, loved ones are, are sick. The uh, end result is um, indeterminate as far as we know. You know, if you're having loved ones who are suffering, I get it. I understand. I feel it too. I have that in my life. Um, it doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean here that we throw a party because of the suffering. That's not what this is saying. Nobody enjoys suffering. That's why it's called suffering. But here's the question: Are you finding rest for your soul in God's promises? We can have peace in the midst of suffering. This is the promise. Our soul and our soul's peace is separated from our physical success and happiness in this world. True happiness lies within the soul. Okay, so now let's get all the way back to where we started here. Um, So at creation, God breathed into man and made him a living spirit or a living soul. Only mankind has a soul. The person of man, that is his soul, is housed where? In our bodies. When the body dies, the soul departs and goes into eternity. And then at the Lord's return, there is a resurrection for all. At the second coming, at the end of time, there is a resurrection for all. That's all people, all who believe, all who don't believe. And the soul will be joined with that body, with the new body, of the resurrection for an eternal destination. This is this is the judgment. Now we have the judgment. Heaven or hell. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and wrap it up uh, for today. Uh, next time, let's take a deeper look into the nature of God. Uh, we're going to study God. The study of God is called theology. Uh, the study of man is called anthropology. But We need to have a biblical understanding of both of these if we're going to understand who we are and who God is and the dilemma that mankind faces. So thank you for joining with me today in this lesson. Hopefully uh, the understanding of a person being both body and soul and the understanding of the scriptures to the blessings And the promises uh, in this life here are for the soul, where we can have peace, where we can have happiness, where we have consolation. And that's independent of what we physically go through in this life, which are the trials and the tribulations that are promised to us. So have yourself a great day, and we look forward to talking to you again next time. has been a Truth 316 production. More information can be found at truth316.com.